I think it is, you are the CEO of your own life. We are all where we are today because of the choices we made before today. You want something different? You want something better? Start making different choices today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have an incredible guest to share with you today. Sharon Lecter is an internationally recognized financial literacy expert, keynote speaker, and business mentor. She's a New York Times bestselling author, successful entrepreneur, philanthropist, and has enjoyed a 35-year career as a licensed CPA in which she has advised two U.S. presidents on the topic of financial literacy. Sharon co-authored the international bestseller Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and 14 other books in the Rich Dad series. In 2008, when the economy crashed, she was asked by the Napoleon Hill Foundation to re-energize the teachings of Napoleon Hill. Her best-selling books with the foundation include Three Feet from Gold, Outwitting the Devil, and Think and Grow Rich for Women as well as success and something greater. She's also featured in the movie Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy, and on the national television series, World's Greatest Motivators. We're here to talk to Sharon today about her newest title, Exit Rich, which is to support entrepreneurs in building value and scalability in their businesses so they can be in position to provide the greatest potential. Sharon, welcome to The Daily Helping. It is great to have you on with us today. Well, thank you, Dr. Richard. I'm delighted to be with you and honored that you would invite me. Thank you. Absolutely. We're going to definitely take a deep dive into Exit Rich, which I'm so excited about. But one of the things I love to do with people on my show is go back in the time machine a little bit and find out what was the spark? What was your superhero origin story? What started you on the path that you are on today? Well, a couple of different things. One was um, I grew up in a very, very entrepreneurial home, lived between a small house between my mom's beauty shop, and my dad's used car lot. And we had rental properties that I had to go scrub out bathrooms between tenants. So I swore I would never be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be a sophisticated professional. So I got my first generation to go to college, got my degree in accounting. I was one of the very first women in public accounting in Hotlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, having a great time. About the ripe old age of 25, I realized... This isn't all it was cooked up to be. I'm working all these incredible hours for someone else. And all of a sudden, my parents started looking a lot smarter. And I had an invitation from a client to leave and go into an entrepreneurial world. And so that was a turning point for me. And it was not why. It was why not? Why not do something different? Why not take the path less traveled? Why not solve a problem or serve a need? Why not be in control of my own life? I am a control freak, I admit it. And so that was a turning point for me. 
And I never looked back. That That is still my mantra today. Why not? You know, why not do something other people are not doing? Why not be unique? Why not solve a problem and serve a need? But fast forward a few years, I started a woman's magazine. I started the first children's talking book. But the next turning point was when we sold that talking book company and my husband and I relocated to Arizona. Our oldest son went off to college in September and came home in December in credit card debt. Now, we didn't even know he had a credit card. We're talking, you know, back in 1992. And it was December of 92 when I was, I was mad at him, but I was more mad at myself because I thought I taught him about money. I taught him about the lessons I learned from my parents. And that was December of 1992. That's when I dedicated the rest of my, my career to financial literacy, financial education, and entrepreneurial education. And I am as passionate about it today as I was in December of 1992. I love that. It's so interesting. There's always, it seems to be this thing that happens to people and often involving their family and which really launches them into the, the career that they're in. And so from a, a financial literacy standpoint, what you do is really interesting because you're interested in financial literacy. That's kind of your chocolate and the peanut butter is kind of the entrepreneurial piece of this. And you put them together and you've got something really interesting. And I, and I find that you could oftentimes you meet an entrepreneur and they're very quick to tell you what their goals are for the company, the financial numbers, their projections. But oftentimes when you ask them their personal number, what their goals are for their family, how they're planning to protect their family, they don't always know. Well, that's, that's so true, Dr. Raja. I think what, what happens is, the, and this is what the new book is actually part of this is about, is too many entrepreneurs, their business becomes their identity. And we want them to stand in their own power and be the driver, the founder, the CEO, whatever it is of a business that's a separate entity, one that can build, they can build the foundation of so that it can become an asset, an economic engine for them so that they can, in, as an individual, then invest the proceeds from that business into other assets, creating that financial foundation for their family is so important. So you're absolutely spot on. And so you're now many, many books into this journey. I'd like to take just a couple of minutes and talk about financial literacy in general, especially in a post-COVID world. And then, then let's take that deep, deep dive into Exit Rich. Well, I think if, if COVID did nothing else, it made people aware of where they were financially. Because as I said, I'm a control freak. A lot of people realize that they weren't in control of their own destiny. They lost their jobs, their businesses were shut down, and they were like, what's next? Yes, they got some government help, but it made them realize um, how little control over their life they have. And that's where entrepreneurship comes in. You, know, you can be an employee. There's nothing wrong with being an employee. It's not what you do for your paycheck. It's what you do with your paycheck. Are you investing that money or spending it? And then as an employee, you can still start something on the side. It's never been easier to become an affiliate for someone else. It's never been easier to start your own business on the side while you're still having this steady income coming in. But then you start allowing yourself to be more in control of your own financial destiny. Because when it comes to money, you either control your money or it controls you. And that's my whole concept of financial literacy is getting people to understand the at the power of assets. My favorite word on earth, Dr. Richard, is assets. Too many people exchange time for money. 
they're chasing the almighty dollar. I want them instead of spending their time for money, I want them to invest their time to buy, build, or create assets. So important, buy, build, or create assets that generate income for you. Because once that asset is working for you, you can go on and say, next asset, because that is an, it's like your employee working for you without the personality. It's generating income every single month. So if somebody's listening to this and they're saying, man, I'm really struggling. I'm just getting by with the money that I'm earning. What are some tips? What are some strategies people could start implementing today to start working towards that? Well, celebrate that you just made that comment to yourself because too many people just put their head in the sand when it comes to their financial situation. So the first step is to figure out where you are realistically. And then that's when you can start moving. My dad used to say a map doesn't do you any good if you don't know where you are and where you want to go. All right. And in today's cell phone, it, t- it knows where you are, right? Well, financially, you don't know where you are until you take the time to look at it, figure out where you are. And, you know, even if the picture is bleak and bad, you actually feel empowered because you did something. And then you can actually start taking action to improve it one step at a time and celebrate those little wins along the way. Figure out how you can reduce your expenses. How you, can you increase your income? What can you do to start creating additional revenue? And all of a sudden, you're going to feel so much better about your outlook. Too many people go to bed at night and they lay down and they worry about money. I want you to lay down and be confident that you're moving in the right direction to create a financial future for your family. And that's everything I do. I help people move from financial distress to financial confidence. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. And we're going to now fast forward because once they've got a little bit of financial confidence, they've got their entrepreneurship gig, whatever it is that they're excited about in place. Now let's talk about your newest book, Exit Rich, and how that all comes into play. So was this book, was it, was it COVID that made you decide to write this book? Had you been writing it before? How did, what was the genesis of it? No, it actually was written. We were planning to release it last year in April. So that's <laughs> what happened. So um, yeah, it was it was all definitely written before COVID. And so we're so anxious to get it out. That's why we have a special that people, if they pre-order it, that we send it to them electronically as a gift so they can get the information they need. But for those of you that may or may not know my background, I've written 26 books. This is the 26th book. And so my 40 year plus year career of building global brands, of helping others build brands, helping other people create successful businesses. There was something missing out there, you know, a real 
roadmap for people to understand how to build that foundation in their business. When you build a house, you got to go down first. You got to have a strong foundation. You have to have an electrical system. You have to have a plumbing system and sound system. All right. All of that is what essential ingredients for having a house that can be saleable, right? Well, we want you to have the same concept when you're building your business. People get excited about starting a business and they go out and they start selling things without putting the structure in the business, without doing the right legal foundation, like legal agreements. We want to take and help you build it. And you've heard the phrase, start with the end in mind. So people think, well, I'm not ready to exit. I'm just, just building my business. Believe me. You want to build it now so that you can exit later. Also, for many of you who may be in thinking about investing in a business, it's a great tool for due diligence for you to go through this. How is this company stacking up in these six P's that we'll talk about? And so we just, Steve Forbes, a friend of mine said, the book is a goldmine for entrepreneurs. First, you know, and for $24, you get something that tells you and it's a roadmap of all the elements that you need to look at in your business. And if you do want to sell your business, you want to be, you want to dress up, you want to be ready. So when somebody comes in, they don't start saying, oh, your records are a mess. Let's help you get situated and right so that you can, even if you don't want to sell, if you want to scale, you can't scale if you're weak. We want to make you strong so that you have this system here that you can then duplicate and scale in other areas. So you mentioned six Ps. So I'm intrigued. Let's go through those at a, at a kind of a high level, but let's, sure. let's take a look at them. So what's the first P? The first P is people. Who is on your team? Do you have people on your team who are strong where you are weak? Do you have a mentor? When somebody wants to come in and buy a business, they want to see who the management team is. They want to make sure that this whole business doesn't revolve around you. And so people is very important, but part of the, the more important piece is to make sure that you have functions, that you're not trying to do everything. And so the second one, of course, is your product. What are you selling? What service are you providing? But the third one is processes. And so people and processes, business systems, like I talk about electrical, plumbing, you want to have your systems in your business so that you can scale. It's a lot easier to manage a system than it is a personality. Too many people create a job for a person, their best friend or their sister, all right, and they create a job based on what they want to do. That's not how you build a strong business. You create what functions need to happen to make this business successful and who's the best person to fill each of those seats. And too many times a business owner tries to do too much on their own. Focus on your strengths, hire your weaknesses, bring people in that can shore it up. So for instance, a lot of times in entrepreneurs, the, the innovator excited, they love the creation. They're not very good at the day-to-day. So make sure you bring in somebody who loves the day-to-day -day management. So then you have people, product, processes. And the fourth one is proprietary. And the processes and proprietary, those are my superpowers. Proprietary is what makes you unique? What gives you a competitive advantage? What intellectual property do you have? You all already have it. The issue is, have you identified it? Have you protected it? And have you leveraged it which means making money from it. And that's so important because the vast majority of companies' values today are intangible. And so many companies, they think they're worth 10, they might be worth five. 
but there are a lot of them out there that think they're worth five, but they're really worth 10. So we wanna help people understand how to create and identify that intangible valuation and protect it and make additional revenue streams from it. And that's something that's so important in today's world because when somebody comes in to want to buy you, you wanna have all that delineated so that they can find it. And then the fifth P is patrons, your people, your customers. And Dr. Richard, I think you would agree in today's world, a lot of people get all excited about social media, how many Instagram followers, Clubhouse followers, Facebook, LinkedIn, and those are all very important, but you don't own them. And so it's very important as a business owner to bring them home, do nurturing campaigns out in social, to invite them to your website, to give them a free report, to give them a reason to come answer a survey so that you get them into your database because that's part of your intellectual property. Your database is a huge value. Many companies sell simply for their database. So no matter where you are in social media, invite them home. Let's build that database. And then the last one, which of course everybody wants is profits. But if you take care of the first five piece, so it's people, product, processes, business systems, proprietary, patrons, and profit. I wanna go back to proprietary because the question I, the thing I wrote down for the company that's worth 10, but thinks they're worth five. And, and even, you know, for the other company that overvalues their worth, how do they go about determining what they're actually worth? How do they go about and figuring what that is? Well, that's where the having a mentor or experts on your team to help you do that. You know, a lot of people try to do everything on their own. Um, Michelle Seiler Tucker, my co-author, is a business broker. So her whole business is helping people determine their values and to position them best for sale. I do it from a mentoring and an investor perspective. I help people create the value. I help them measure it. I help them sustain it and protect it. And so it's really important to do an inventory of what you have and then bring in those experts to walk you through. I have an intellectual property checklist my husband created. He's an intellectual property superstar attorney. And so we go through it with our clients to make sure that they've identified that value. Because a lot of times you don't understand it. So if I say brown truck, what do you think of? UPS, mm -hmm. right? That's a huge intrinsic value for them, but it's not on their books. So the vast majority of your intellectual property has no book value. And so when you hear the word goodwill in a business transaction, that's the, the amount assigned to all of that intellectual property, all those intangible assets that allow you to go 10x, 100x what your book value is. Makes total sense. And then as it relates to these six Ps, particularly the, the, the first five, is there a particular order you recommend people move through these? Is it all kind of things that happen at the same time? Is the, is the order fluid? How does that best work? Well, that is a great question, Dr. Richard, because when you're starting your business, a lot of people do a business plan. All right. So that business plan covers these things. It want to know who's on your team, who's in your management team, who are the people behind your business? And then what's the market? All right. What's your communication? That's part of your systems, your processes. How are you going to let people know about your product? How are you going to source it? How are you going to build it? How are you going to sell it? How are you going to collect money for it? How are you going to ship it? Those are all your processes. And so as you're building your business plan, you need to address those issues. And then, of course, your proprietary is what makes you unique? 
if you want, if you're looking for investors, you need to highlight what your uniqueness and you also need to identify it and get it protected. You know, for a patent, you have to be, you have to file your patent here in the US within a year of the first time you offer something for sale. So it's really important to bring in the people that you need to, to assess the situation so that you get that protection in place. And so, yes, it all pretty much happens at the same time, but it's methodical. It's methodical about your legal structure, your business systems, creating that business plan and, you know, and then forward thinking in your business plan, you're going to have one to three year forward cash flows. So you're having to analyze those processes and figure out how you're going to market and what your unique market is. So it's very important to, and that's part of that exit in mind, particularly if you're looking for an investor, they're going to want to know how they're going to get their money back. And so you want to start your business understanding how it's going to grow. What problem do you solve? What need do you serve? How are you going to grow? How are you going to exponentially increase your revenue and reach more people? And then what is the exit strategy? Do you plan to work yourself silly for the rest of your life? Or do you plan to create a business that's going to allow you to get your time back into the future? I love that. And so and we're going to, I want to come back to when to exit, but I, I want to then... So we got our six P's. What else is the book going to teach us? What comes next? I was going to talk to you about how to identify the right purchasers. A lot of times when you don't have bring in the experts, you have somebody come in, they go, yeah, I'd like to buy you. And you spend a lot of time and energy going through the process with them to find out that they're not the right buyer. They're there just to really almost sometimes to just do detective work on who you are and what you do. So it's really important to have a process to qualify the buyers. Is it somebody that's in your industry in a different geographic location so they see an opportunity to come into your world? That's the reason for them to buy. But then you definitely need to still have confidentiality agreements. Is it somebody who has a comparable product where you would add an additional revenue stream for them within their existing business? You want to pre-qualify the purchasers. You want to make sure that they have the ability to pay you what you're asking because otherwise you spend a lot of times, um, you know, we can say kissing frogs, a lot of time and energy going through due diligence with somebody that's not qualified to buy. And so when you're going through this process, I know there's a lot of different ways to sell a business. Some it can be a cash deal. Some it can be a stock deal. Some, you know, they retain you actually as an employee of the company for a window of time or ad infinitum. In your experience, is there any, I know this is a loaded question, but is there any one of those that seems to be better, has, has better outcomes than the other? Well, it's a great question. Um, I will say the vast majority of sales are asset sales because a purchaser doesn't want to buy your potential liabilities. And so a lot of times the vast majority of them are asset sales, not stock sales. And so that's something that you also need to understand the tax implications of the difference between an asset sale and a stock sale. And that's where having the right advisor. So you may have an attorney who's been fantastic with you. They've been a corporate attorney. They've been helping you. They have no experience in acquisitions and mergers. So if you're looking at potentially, you need to bring in somebody that has that expertise. Now, some business brokers have that expertise. Michelle Seller-Tucker, she's a mergers and acquisitions specialist. She's not just a business broker, but you want to have attorneys or CPAs or a business broker that has that experience to help you make those right choices and those right decisions because it's so important. We don't know what we don't know. You could be cutting off millions of dollars of potential 
purchase price or sales price just by not realizing what how in demand you might be. So now I feel like we've got all of this glorious information other than our significant other telling us, stop working so hard or I'm leaving you. What are some good indicators to know when it's the right time to start thinking about exiting your business? Well, you want to follow the trends. Obviously, you you always want to sell high and buy low, right? That's when, no matter what you do. But again, it's also when you see a opportunity, a lot of times those opportunities come to you, you get a phone call. Every phone call can change your life. Somebody can call you and say, I want to buy, I just was on a phone with a friend yesterday. She's got a very large networking company across the country. And she's had four calls this week from people wanting to buy her business, which is like, whoa, okay. Well, the, the industry is telling you something. Maybe you need to take a step back and say, okay, I hadn't really been planning to sell, but this might be kind of a good time for me to think about it. She's, you know, her, her similar age to me. And so it's like, you have to be aware. You have to be involved in your industry. You have to know, you pretty much should know who the players are in your industry and just be open to it. We have another young man who's got a very successful business that he's built completely on his own. He's in his early 40s. It's a major concrete company and gravel pit and the big giant billionaire, billion dollar companies globally are coming because they want a foot in his market. And he's smart enough to bring in the advice. My husband and I are working with him as well as some other people because you know they're, they're trying to get it for pennies on the dollar, but he's a very smart young man. He understands the value that it should be. And so he's not, you know, it's like, don't waste my time. When you want to be serious, come back and we can talk about it. And that's why it's so important to have the right people on your team. And it's really a lot easier for him because he's a young guy and he's got these mega companies coming after him. But we said, you know, we said, all you have to say is I'll discuss it with my board. It gives you that buffer, right? Have that board of advisors that can support you in making the right decision for you. Fantastic. And uh, we're nearing the end of our time, but I want to, before we transition to the end, I know you advised two presidents on financial literacy. Share with us a little bit about what that was like, and, and we'll, we'll go there. Well, it was incredible. Thank you so much. When I left Rich Dad, I didn't know what was in front of me. I made the decision to leave. It was the right decision, but I, you know, I, I thought Rich Dad was my legacy. And a few months afterwards, I got a phone call from President Bush asking me to be on the very first President's Advisory Council for Financial Literacy. And what an incredible honor that was. And I served both President Bush and President Obama, so equal opportunity here. And it was an incredible opportunity. I was the only entrepreneur on the council, so I was a very squeaky wheel. And during that time, the Credit Card Act of 2009 was passed, and that prohibits credit card companies from soliciting young people on college campuses. So it was a huge win for me. I can't take credit for the bill, but I certainly was a very squeaky wheel about it. And so that, you know, our kids still get solicited with credit cards, but at least they're not greeted at college campuses with tables that say free pizza, free money, or free t-shirt, free money. Right. So they now have to show they can pay it back or have a co-signer. So that, that was a, a big step. But we're still fighting on every state level. I'm on. I'm a chairman for the K through 12 initiative um, for financial literacy for Arizona, and we still we still are, are woefully ill prepared to teach our children about money in school. 
absolutely. Well, that's uh, a wild story. I you know recall having a, a roommate in college who had never really cooked anything and made mac and cheese or tried to without putting the cooked noodles back in the pan after he drained them and was so angry that he called Kraft. The true story. He called Kraft and expressed his outrage that the cheese went down the drain and all of this. And so now they added the step return to pan, literally because of my roommate, who I, who I believe is now some kind of a, an engineer for IBM. So your son getting his free pizza and free beer in college in some way helped uh, craft a bill indirectly that, that is helping millions of kids. So fantastic. I love the story. Sharon, uh, this has been an absolute blast. And we're going to tell everybody where they can get their hands on Exit Rich in just a minute. But as you know, I wrap up every episode of my show by asking my guest a single question. And that is, what is your biggest helping Sharon, that one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? Well, I think it is, you are the CEO of your own life. We are all where we are today because of the choices we made before today. You want something different? You want something better? Start making different choices today. I love it. Fantastic. So Sharon, we know Exit Rich is available everywhere. Tell us where people can get their hands on it. Well, Exit Rich is now in bookstores on Amazon.com. If you want more information, reach out to me at SharonLector.com because we want to support you every step of the way. If you call us, you know, if you reach out to us, info at Sharon Lecter, you want to buy 10 copies, we will get you a gift certificate to my ranch, Cherry Creek Lodge here in Arizona. So, but uh, please, Exit Rich will help you tremendously. If you found any value from any of the books I've written, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or 14 other Rich Dad books, Thinking or Rich for Women Outwitting the Devil, Three Feet from Gold, I promise you, I guarantee you will find tremendous value in Exit Rich. Awesome. And for those of you at the gym, we get you covered everything. Sharon Lecter and links to all of those books. This new book, Exit Rich, will be available in the show notes at the Daily Helping. Sharon, thank you so much for joining us today, providing us all this awesome value. And we can't wait to get our hands on the book. We love it. Thank you, Dr. Richard. I appreciate your support. And I appreciate what you do to provide this kind of information to your audience. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And each and every one of you listening to this, thank you as well. If you like what you heard today, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that is what helps other people find the podcast. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else. Even if you don't know who they are and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. Thank you.